Today, you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 219, Platform Building for Writers, to be more findable, find your people. Whether you're interested in increasing blog readership or building a freelance writing business, and especially if you're pursuing traditional publishing, you'll want to consider how to connect with readers. You'll want to reach people who are interested in your stories and ideas and appreciate how you present those ideas as a writer in your unique style, tone, and personality. That's the basic idea of a platform. In fact, I define it like this. Platform is all the ways you as your author brand, reach and retain ideal readers. Jane Friedman says in her book, The Business of Being a Writer, the size of your platform will affect how easy it is for you to earn money or bring opportunities to your door. Editors, businesses, organizations, and other potential benefactors will be more likely to consider you if they've heard of you, seen evidence of your work in the market, or otherwise become familiar with you through online or offline interactions. On a proposal, you list the number of Twitter and Instagram followers and the size of your audience at the last speaking engagement. You want those numbers to be substantial, even impressive. The bigger the platform, the better in terms of being able to bring opportunities to your door. But it's more than numbers. In fact, numbers mean nothing if your readers aren't feeling a sense of kinship with you as a writer or a sense of connection with your prose. So as you build a platform, remember each number you present to a publisher represents a human being. Those metrics you present are people. Hopefully people interested in what you have to say and how you say it. Now, contrary to what you may have been led to believe, your social media presence is not in and of itself your platform. You have a range of options available to reach and retain readers. And yet, and yet, social media offers powerful publishing and distribution tools in the palms of our hands, available for free. It levels the playing field, allowing a homeschool farmer's wife who lives in the middle of nowhere to engage with readers in the same spaces as major book publishers and magazines. With the click of a button, Our words can reach the ends of the earth. Isn't that amazing? We can leverage these apps to connect with readers and raise visibility as a writer worldwide, building a meaningful, substantial, far-reaching platform over time. Now, connecting with readers doesn't require marketing savvy or publicity know-how, although that could help. Many of the most effective platform-building efforts simply call for honest, real human interaction. A pleasant email, an earnest comment responding to someone's article, a card mailed to someone we meet at a conference, a retweet with an encouraging note. Find simple ways to engage with readers and then expand and experiment over time. Because as Jane Friedman says, if you're committed to pursuing a career primarily focused on book publication, then you'll be faced with the challenge of staying competitive, current, and discoverable in a shifting digital landscape, of having the right tools to be effective and in touch with your readers, and of developing strong partnerships to help you market and promote your work. Now, there's another opportunity to increase our reach 
as we build our platform, and that's through online communities. Because so many of these groups and organizations are online, connecting with these readers overlaps with social media efforts. These online communities can look different. Some are paid membership sites and others just loose collections of friends around a theme or activity. Whatever shape or format they take, the healthy outlets serve as an excellent way to connect with writers and readers. These communities offer mutual support and celebration for every new success. They share genuine encouragement and enthusiasm, and many members practice tangible acts of literary citizenship, such as visiting links to articles that members have posted or purchasing and promoting books on release day when a member has finally been able to see their book available to the general public. I remember when online communities first started to emerge. In the ones I encountered, I discovered peers, even friends, Alongside the blogging boom of the early and mid-2000s, communities like The High Calling and TweetSpeak began to fill the gap for me. I think I found my people, I remember telling my husband. They're online. As I described in the book on being a writer, it felt like one big party for writers. We shared each other's work, supported each other, cheered each other on. When a writer among us found success and gained popularity, we celebrated his or her success. Those readers and followers merged into the conversation, broadening the relationships and expanding the community. More of these writers published books and became friends of the authors, and we bought their books and read their books and talked up their books. It was like we rose together. The internet evolved, as it does, and I witnessed writing communities emerge in social media spaces like Twitter's hashtag writing community and in Facebook groups like Kirsten Oliphant's Create If Writing. I've seen organizations like Redbud Writers Guild, Hope Writers, Five Minute Friday, and still Tweet Speak Poetry encourage similar connections. They're comprised of kindred spirits gathering online to learn from each other and support one another. The phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats, suggests that when the economy is strong, everyone benefits. But I feel that participating in these communities, choosing to be generous, active literary citizens, we contribute to a rising tide in the online writing world that lifts us all. In his book, Real Artists Don't Starve, Jeff Goins advises, Thriving artists do not succeed in a vacuum. They put themselves in the right places and avail themselves of the opportunities there. They don't try to create just anywhere. That would be foolish. After all, not all places are created equal, so thriving artists go where the magic is. Jeff's advice is to, quote, join a scene, unquote. This may mean moving to a city known for its creative effervescence, but at the very least, it means, quote, you have to build a network, end quote. Without a network, Jeff writes, creative work does not succeed. Exposure to the right networks can accelerate your success like few things can. He continues, great work does not come about through a single stroke of genius, but by the continual effort of a community. When the right people advocate for your work, your success becomes more likely. The magic, he's saying, is in these networks, these communities, advocating for your work and accelerating your success. 
And I would note that some of that community and therefore some of the magic is online. Our communities can amplify our message as peers, colleagues, and friends read and respond to the latest release of a blog post or a magazine article or a poem that's been published in a literary journal. It's one way to get the word out about our work, through communities of writers celebrating one another. Jeff quotes Austin Cleon, In order to be found, you have to be findable. Jeff continues, You must put your work in front of the people who will react to it. Before art can have an impact, it must first have an audience. You yourself want to be findable. You want to put your work in front of people and have an audience. And that can happen, at least in part, through your network, your community. But first, how about you serve as someone else's audience? Find someone else and celebrate his or her work, and then share it with others. Amplify that writer's message with no expectations that the favor will be returned. That's what friends do for one another. And If you want a real community and a network that means more than a string of LinkedIn connections, it's a small gift to someone else looking for the same kind of support you're hoping to build. Explore what's available in the realm of virtual communities, what you can give and what you can gain. After all, we're in this together. When we support each other, we rise together. Find your kindred spirits, your people, and you'll automatically be more findable. You'll be on your way to reaching readers, and you'll begin to build your platform while helping others build theirs. I'm Ann Croker cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear everywhere we may meet at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person. I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.